How do you do? Have you ever witnessed a dramatic rescue? Surely you've seen these moments on TV with a hero lifeguard or a passerby who saves the day just in time. I wonder if part of the reason these moments get our heart pumping is that they illustrate how easily our lives could have gone in a different direction. Near-miss moments of danger show us how precious life is and help us feel gratitude for the safety and comfort we often take for granted. Today, we'll meet a man who has been rescued time and again, a man who questioned whether his life was even worth saving until his heart and mind and life were unshackled. Over here! Is he conscious? No, slumped over the wheel. I'll grab the Halligan bar. Hurry! Black eyes on the road, that must have been what sent him spinning. Catch! How much time do you think we have until Not a lot. So get down here and help me pull him out. This is Unshackled, dramatizing true life stories produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. What a haven Pacific Garden Mission has been since 1877, offering hope to people here at the mission and through Unshackled to people around the world. Men and women ready to end their lives have come to the mission and received love and a reason to live, along with food, lodging, and clean clothing. All this thanks to the generosity of friends like you who give financially to keep the light burning in the old lighthouse. Those who come out of darkness into the light of truth find new life and go on to share their hope with others, like the man in our story. Now for broadcast around the earth, here is episode number 3,647 in the series, Unshackled, the program that makes you face yourself and think. As a kid, there were two people I could trust, my babysitter Liz and God. Outside of them, I was on my own, a child in a sea of terrors. I grew up in a very abusive home in Seattle, Washington. I felt responsible for my brothers and sisters. Who left their dinner plate out on the counter? Vroom, 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 vroom. I can be faster than you. Kids, whose plate is this? You better tell me right now. Eric, was this you? It was mine. Pat, as the oldest, you should know better. How dare you? I cook for you. I give you a place to sleep. You think I'm going to clean up for you, too? No, Mom, no. Please, no. The beatings were intense. I was hit with utensils, spanked with a hairbrush, belted, and punched. Sometimes I knew why, sometimes I didn't. But they always left me feeling like I was a mistake, like no one wanted me on this earth, and I should take any opportunity to erase myself. The man in our episode was not given the protection he needed as a child. This is the story of his road to discovering his value and how deeply he was loved. The true story of Pat Baranski, right now on Unshackled. My mom's anger was deeply rooted. My dad left her two months behind on mortgage payments with four children, no family car, and he never ever paid child support. I know because it was my job to check the mail. What do we got? 
something from school, something from church, electricity something, and a postcard that looks like it was supposed to go to our neighbors. Nothing from Dad? No. Unbelievable. Do you think he forgot? No, I don't think he forgot. I think he doesn't want to pay. But I don't think he forgot that you kids cost money. I meant about my birthday. Oh. Yes, he probably did forget about that. I was raised in an Orthodox church, and I always took God seriously. At school, I would sneak away to the church and play in the sanctuary. I loved to sing and be by myself. And that's where I started talking to God. Now, I didn't necessarily hear him talk back to me, but I did feel his presence. And what I didn't hear in my ear, I heard in my spirit. I don't want to go back to class. You have a quiz on the layers of the earth. Inner core, outer core, mantle, crust. I know you know them. So what's the point? Mrs. Barnaby doesn't know that you know them. I don't want to go in there. Do you know why? Helen. She's so mean to me. Yes, she is. Everyone is. They make fun of the way I talk and how I can't throw a football. And Helen says my shoes are dumb. And they are dumb. I got them at the thrift store. This is the only place I won't get made fun of. I'm sorry, Pat. It must be a scary feeling. It is. I come to school and get made fun of all day, and I go home and I get hit. The only place I like is being here with you. Well, you know what, Pat? I'm in all those other places with you, too. I go with you. I took God at his word, and I started talking to him in other places, too. The scary places. But I was still suffering so much abuse and neglect, I didn't believe my life was worth living. At least twice a week, I would go to the freeway bridge and climb the railing. God? Yes, Pat. Is it okay to jump? If you jump, who will watch your brothers and sisters? Fine. But you know I'm going to get beaten again. Why don't you just let me jump? You will understand when you get here. When I get where? When I get where? I don't believe you. Why do you keep letting her hurt me? No one loves me. There's no point to any of this. Wait! Who are you? Will, will, you, will you take my hand? Why should I? W whatever you're thinking about. I, I promise things will get better. Yeah, well, I, I was just looking, that's all. I never forgot that man. That moment felt like the beginning of a new chapter in my life. It was only two weeks later that I met my future wife, Jackie, as a high school junior. Oh, are, are you in pre-count too? Excuse me? Oh, oh sorry, I, I saw your book. I, I wasn't looking inside your locker or anything. I just, it, it kind of popped out at me because I have one with the same cover. Anyway. Yeah, I'm taking it with Graham. Oh, I, I have Turner. Oh, I've heard good things. Oh, he's all right. Are you new here? Yeah, we moved for my dad's work. Welcome. And I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? Because this place is the worst imaginable. The food's terrible, except for the curly fries. Uh, the curly fries are expensive. The teachers are boring, except for Mr. Rife, but you can only get in his class if you take Human Geo first, and who wants to do that? And the, the students are the meanest people you'll ever meet. Wow. Except for me. I, I don't think. Well, you don't seem mean. I try not to be. 
I like your shoes. Seriously? Yeah, kind of vintage. Cool. <laughs> wow. A thrift store. So they are vintage, I, I guess. Thanks. Well, I'm glad we're locker buddies. Me too. Gotta go. What was your name? Jackie. Cool. I'm Pat Baranski. Jackie and I started spending more and more time together. So when another opportunity came my way, she was the first person I wanted to tell. Guess what? Shh. You know the audition I went to? Pat, we're in the library. You know the audition for the select singing group? Here, pretend to be reading something. You're going to get us kicked out for being so... I made it. What? Yeah. They said they've been needing a new tenor, and they think I'm a great fit, and they, they said I have great range, and... <laughs> We're leaving. We're leaving. I'm sorry. This is incredible. I have practiced every Tuesday and Thursday. You're a singer. I got picked for something. Being chosen for this jazz group and falling in love with Jackie... Or maybe the fact that Jackie loved me was the confidence I needed to stand up for myself at home. The next time my mom came down the hall like she was going to box me, I grabbed her hands, pushed her, and looked her in the eye. This is the last day you will ever lay a hand on me. Get out of my house. With pleasure. But you can't take anything that isn't yours. None of those clothes. They, you have to leave those. I bought my clothes. Not all of those. Yes, all of these. Okay, well, you can't take the car. I bought the car, too. I pay my own insurance. You've given me nothing but bruises, and I'm leaving. I went to my girlfriend's house, and her parents took me in for two weeks. My mom called me every day to tell me she had changed, but when I went home, she gradually went back to her old ways. Still, things were different for me. I got involved in a church and joined the choir. I loved singing every chance I could get. Test, test. Sounds good out here. All right, uh, you need me to run through the song? No, I heard you're warming up. Sounds great. Oh, thanks, Pastor Mike. Hey, did you make that college singing group? I did. And would you believe this? We're going to sing at a jazz festival in Switzerland? That's amazing. Pat, I'm proud of you. Hey, how's your family doing? Oh, my dad passed last month. Oh, I heard that. I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, I didn't really know him. That must have been strange. For sure. Out of all my seven siblings, only me and Eric showed up to say goodbye when we heard he was sick. How come? Well, he forgot about us and deserted us for his other family. He never supported us or... No, I mean, how come you went? Oh, um, I, I don't know. I, I suppose... Uh, I, I don't know. I felt like I should. I am his son, even if he never really acted like my dad. And I guess, I don't know. I really hope he's headed to heaven. I would look forward to being with him under different circumstances. Well, that's showing him grace. The way God showed you grace. Maybe. Amazing grace, amazing grace. I grew up to marry Jackie and start my own family. God's amazing grace was truly on display in my life. But I had many wounds that had yet to heal from my traumatic childhood. When my mom's cancer became serious, she brought my siblings together for one final moment with each of us. You want any tea, Ma? It hurts to swallow. 
All right, then uh, I, I won't have any either. Don't be silly. Drink all the tea while you can before you can't. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sure you're tired after visiting with everyone, but you saved the best for last. I've been waiting for you, my firstborn. You're the one that made me a mom. It's good to see you. Pat, when you came over and you would sing to Christian radio, I felt so good. Really? Yes. I loved that. I loved hearing you sing. I didn't know you heard me. <sighs> Hard not to. <laughs> I didn't know you listened. I want you to know. I love you. That means a lot to hear you say that. Do you think... I know I was a terrible mother, but... Don't worry about anything now. No, listen to me. I was not the mother you deserved. And I completely understand if it's too late. But do you think there's any way you can forgive me? Oh, Mom, I, I do. I forgive you. I love you, too. As I broke the chains of unforgiveness and loved my four kids the way I had always wanted to be loved, I discovered the thing I never thought I'd find as a kid standing on the edge of the freeway, joy. I continued singing in my church choir and performed as the lead role in a bunch of off-Broadway shows, but if this feels like the ending, that's because I kind of thought the drama of my life was over too, until four years ago. Until the accident. We'll return to Pat's story in just a moment. But first, I'm here with Pacific Garden Mission President Phil Kwiatkowski. Pastor Phil, could you tell our friends how they play an active role in our ministry? Sure thing, Timothy. We are able to serve the homeless community here in Chicago because of the donations we receive from generous listeners. And does the mission receive any government assistance for its funding? Absolutely none. Our purpose is to remain an independent organization, able to share the gospel and keep a foundation of faith in everything we do. And every donation we receive makes this possible. That's incredible. Can you give our listeners an example of how the faith-based approach works? Certainly. One guest, Bethany, who completed our addiction recovery program, says, In the past, I wasn't happy with myself. But if I pray and talk to the Lord, it gives me peace, instead of turning to substance to deal with the pain. Praise God. So how can our listeners give? They can donate through our website, pgm.org, or they can make out a check to Pacific Garden Mission and mail it to us at 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, or they can give us a call. Our phone number is 312-492-9410. So I'm on my way to the hospital right now. I'll meet you there, and I'll see who else from the church wants to come. Thank you, Pastor. Did they tell you what happened? I guess there was black ice on the road. He spun off, and trying not to hit a woman's car that was in a ditch, he hit a tree instead. Firemen rescued him, and he was taken by helicopter to the hospital. So that's how I know it's, it's really bad, Mike. I'll be there right away. I'm covering you both in prayer. We'll be right by your side. Oh, I've got someone on the other line. I should answer. You go. Thank you. This is Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Uh, this is Dr. Blackston from Harborview Hospital. Is he? Pat's 
still with us. Okay. Here's the situation. If we don't go in now and relieve some of the pressure to his brain, he won't make it. But he may be too fragile to withstand that kind of procedure. Uh, oh no. Well then, what do we what do we do? We're going to monitor the pressure for the next hour and then decide whether or not to go in there. But you said he may die if you do. I'm sorry, Jackie. He will die if we don't. I don't remember much about what happened next. I had tubes coming in and out of every orifice of my body. I had one of the largest crowds the hospital had ever seen, but I couldn't see or hear them. I had what can only be described as a truly out-of-body experience, or a dream. Jesus? Is that you? You know me. Oh, I've never seen you before. <laughs> only heard you speak. You don't look anything like I thought you'd look. What do I look like? You look... Wow. You look beautiful. Do I stay here with you? Not yet. Will you stay with me? Always. Meanwhile, word had begun to spread about my accident. People far and wide knew my life was hanging in the balance. Before long, I had folks in six countries praying for me. They went in to relieve the pressure on my brain, and to everyone's shock, I survived. But I was far from safe. When I woke up, I was blind in one eye. I couldn't walk or even talk. One of my first memories after the accident was my friend Dave coming in to see me. Hey, bud. Don't move a muscle. Not sure you can anyhow. It's good to see you. I brought some of your favorite Broadway music. Thought it might make you feel better. I'm so sorry this happened. So sorry, man. We've been up all night with Jackie and the kids. And we're not going anywhere, and neither are you. You got a long road ahead, but here's the thing. Do you know how lucky you are? From the firefighters arriving when they did to the brilliant doctors getting you through the surgery, you were not expected to survive. You're a lucky man. There's more for you in this world. It isn't over yet. I remember thinking, lucky. I can't walk, I can't talk, and I'm never gonna sing again. Yeah, lucky me, I'm so lucky. Boy, if there's one word to describe my current condition, it's definitely lucky. But in the weeks, months, and years since the accident, though they've been the hardest years of my life, bar none, I've seen that I'm the most blessed guy in the world. I moved to a second hospital for rehabilitation shortly after Harborview. We just got another donation. Pat, we're up to $30,000 in our funding account. I know you can't talk, but I bet you're smiling on the inside. And it's a good thing, too, because this hospital stuff is not cheap. How are we doing in here? Oh, we're still waiting on them to take the tracheotomy out so that Pat can speak. I thought that was supposed to happen last week. I know. We've been waiting for days. They have to clean his mucus every day or he can't even breathe. What do we do? We're on a money relief program, so I feel like we're not getting the attention we need. But this is serious. I'm so eager to speak to him. 
I thought I was going to die waiting to get my trach removed. One night, I got out of the hospital bed on my hands and knees, setting all the alarms off in desperation. But Jackie found a new hospital, one that was known for their rehabilitation. They had my trach out in two days, and it was there that I began to rebuild myself. All right, give me a good push with your foot. Yep, push on my hand. And the other direction? Oh, that side, hard. Yeah, that was the side you had trouble with shoulder rotations, too. But we'll get you there. You're already making such good progress. Am I? Oh, yes. You have most of your words back. They're just coming out slow. You're using the bathroom on your own, and by the end of next week, I don't think you'll need my help to eat. Really? It's a marathon, Pat, not a sprint. Now... Tilt your head back so we can hydrate. Okay, here we go. Just a little at a time. Recovery has been long and slow, but I lean on God's word for encouragement. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, just like his word tells us in Romans 12, 12. Since the accident, I have become a grandfather to three kids. This has motivated me to work even harder in my rehab. I was full of questions. Will I be able to sing again? Will I be able to use a computer, go for a long walk? But Jesus continued appearing to me in my dreams and filling me with hope. What will become of me now? Many things, but I will give you three visions. What are they? You will write your life story. Wow, I can't even write yet. You will do a Christmas play. I thought I'd never do a show again. And you will write the lyrics to a song. (laughs) No, you're just messing with me. Accident or no accident, I haven't written a thing since English 101 when I was 18 years old. Keep fighting, Pat. There is so much more to come. One by one, these hopes started coming to fruition. Just two weeks later, I had an unexpected encounter at the YMCA. Hey, Pat, look at you go. (laughs) It's only 10 pounds, but it's taking everything I have. Last time I saw you, you were at five pounds. You're getting stronger little by little. Someday soon, you'll be back in my spin class. Oh, I hope so. Hey, so I noticed you weren't signed up for our writing class. Since when does the Y do writing classes? Pat, you need to tell your story. We all think so. Oh, I'm not a writer. That's what the class is for. And you have a story to tell. I'll think about it. Next thing I know, my pastor's calling me with a request. Hey, Pat, do you think you could be part of our Christmas play this year? I've participated for the last two years now, and then came the weirdest moment of all. My singing instructor gave a retirement concert and we went out to dinner after. I ended up sitting next to her piano player. You are really good. Where did you learn to play like that? Well, I I had a gig playing for a pretty high profile performer for many years. That kept me sharp. Who was that? Natalie Cole. No way. But I know your story, Pat, and it's far more interesting than mine. David's told me all about you. Really? 
Yes! I've been hoping to make some music about it, but I don't know where to start. Well, I don't know if you want me to, uh, collaborate, but I'd be happy to come up with a song if you sent me the words. Seriously? Yes, that would be perfect. With these three visions coming to fruition and many more restorative moments, I have seen God's faithfulness in so many ways. These have been the hardest four years of my life since the accident, without question. And at the same time, I have learned to rely on the hope and promise of Jesus Christ. I can't sing yet, and I really miss that. My body heat regulation is pretty distorted, and my speech is still imperfect sometimes. I have to give myself shots every day and will probably always be in and out of doctor's offices. But I hold on to the comfort of my favorite verse when I get overwhelmed. Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I know this to be true. Wherever you are on your faith journey, we pray Pat's faith might encourage you and point you toward the Savior, who sticks closer than a brother. And if you have encountered serious trials in your life, may you find hope in Pat's perseverance and God's faithfulness to him. Listening friend, our Lord wants to walk alongside you just as closely through whatever you are experiencing. If you need help with the next steps in having a real relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, get in touch with Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607, or call 1-888-NEED-HIM. The telephone number in Chicago, 312-492-9410. Our email address is unshackled at pgm.org. Visit our website to learn more about this ministry, unshackled.org. Shelley from North Carolina writes, Dear friends at Pacific Garden Mission, I have been wanting to write you for a long time to tell you how very, very much your Unshackled radio show means to me and to thank you and thank God for being there. During a time of deep despair and loneliness, it was especially helpful to me to listen to Unshackled. By God's grace and mercy, I am no longer suicidal and alone. Thank you, God. But I do still love Unshackled. Sometimes I have it on so my little granddaughter can hear it in the background while she's playing. My heart goes out to all the lost and hurting people. Well, Shelley, thank you so much for reaching out and encouraging us in our ministry. We praise God that he has rescued you from despair and has restored you with his peace and joy. And yes, please keep all the others who are lost and hurting in your prayers. We exist to help point them to the hope that can be theirs in Jesus Christ. But only God can do the work. Psalm 34:18 says, The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Every week, Unshackled is heard in the 50 states and around the world on great radio stations like KSVA, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and WJLM, Altoona, Pennsylvania. We send a special thank you to the listeners and station managers in these areas for partnering with us in our ministry. 
And if you are tuning in right now on the radio, don't forget to thank the manager of your station for bringing you Unshackled. This is program number 3647. Heard in the true story of Pat Baranski were Ed DiZallo, Tricia Grennan, Michael Wallner, Mara Kate Burns, and Howard Friedland. Original music and audio engineer Don Badorf. Recording engineer David Pierczynski. Sound effects Michael Wallner. Script Samantha Beach. Unshackled is produced by Pacific Garden Mission to show through true stories that if your life is empty, it can be filled to overflowing. Please write today. Your letter means a great deal to us. The address, Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. So, until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory reminding you that the doors to Pacific Garden Mission are open night and day. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you.